Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Make sure to check it out and let them know the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, April 1st. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to like the podcast. You can go leave me a review if you want. Be nice, though, if you can. Uh, It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That's at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, what's up ladies and gentlemen? Thanks for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. The game just finished up uh, about 45 minutes to an hour ago between the Blackhawks and Hurricanes, the second game of the two-game series here in the uni- here at the United Center. And first things first, man, what a heartbreak for our Blackhawks tonight, losing by a score of 4-3 to three and allowing the game-winning goal to the Canes in the final 30 seconds of the game. And ugh, just tough for, for a couple of different reasons. First, just the Blackhawks, they fought so hard in this one to get back in it. They overcame deficits of 2 to nothing and 3-2 to two after their second ugly start in as many games against Carolina. We'll have more on that topic in a minute. But after that poor start in the first, um, the first like 20, 20 to 30 minutes, they actually were the team controlling the pace of the play in the second half of the game, and they scored two unanswered in the second period to tie the score. They didn't give up when they allowed a, another toughie to hand the lead right back less than a minute later, and they tied the score once again. But they just couldn't finish the job and didn't even manage to pick up a point and get this game to overtime, which is another reason why this hurts so bad. Both Nashville, who currently sits in the fourth spot in the division, and the Blue Jackets, who sit in sixth place, just three points back, both those teams lost tonight. So if the Hawks managed to pick up at least one point, they would have jumped the Preds for the fourth and final playoff spot in the Discover NHL Central Division and could have further extended their lead over the Jackets in the standings a little bit. So a backbreaker here for a couple of different reasons. You know, I I like the way the Hawks fought hard and they never gave up, especially against one of the top teams in the entire NHL this season. They were right there with them for most of the way, excluding that first period, um, which... Moving on to that now, by the way, that continues to be a problem for Jeremy Carlton's bunch. Not only against the Hurricanes, where they dominated out of the gate both nights, Tuesday and Thursday, but in the last weekend series against the Predators, Nashville completely took it to the Hawks in the opening 20 minutes as well. So right now, 
whatever has been going on lately pregame for the boys, it definitely has not been working. I don't know if it needs to be a change in mentality or game plan or pregame activities or something. Uh, but right now, the starts are not even close to good enough for this team. I, I saw uh, a tweet from Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun-Times saying that the Blackhawks have been outchanced 47-16 to in their last four first periods. And in those games, they're 1-3 and and fortunate to even have the one win that they do. You know, bad starts in allowing the first goal. I've talked about it a lot on the show. It's been such a problem this year and such a tough obstacle for this team to overcome. So they really, really need to focus in and make sure that they're better out of the gate in their next game against the Nashville Predators. And getting into that matchup a little bit, an enormous tilt, by the way, between these two teams. They're currently deadlocked at 39 points through 38 games. Each team with the same amount of games remaining, 18, and the same amount of points. And it very well could come down to these two teams for the final playoff spot in the division. So you can obviously see why the stakes are high in this matchup. And for the Blackhawks... Not any success against Nashville so far this season. They're 0-2-2 in the four meetings. So, I think Saturday, they really want to go. I mean, if if I were in that locker room and talking with the boys, really want to go out there and try to make a statement on Saturday. And I think this one means a little bit more to the Hawks than it does for Nashville. Just kind of for pride's sake as well, you know. You just don't want to lose all five of the meetings so far between these teams on the season and in a in a tight stretch of the year a lot of uh a lot of teams close together in the standings you know I really hope that the Blackhawks they're on their A game from start to finish they're buzzing out there on the ice um it's gonna it's gonna be a really fun game on Saturday it's a quick one game matchup between the Blackhawks and Predators which which kicks off at 2 30 p.m central time a matinee game all right, ladies and gentlemen, there are some quick thoughts on the Blackhawks. 4-3 loss to the Hurricanes tonight and their upcoming matchup against Nashville. Coming up in just a minute, I am going to give a full recap of tonight's contest and discuss how the Hawks came up short by a score of 4-3. But first, I need to talk about BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing, and for college basketball, it's the best time of the year. March Madness is upon us, and we're down to the final four. And for those interested in other things aside from sports, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it also happens to be free to sign up. So head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I also need to talk about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar on the market that we have been telling you about for some time now. Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, 
low sugar and high fiber protein bar that is made out of 100% real chocolate. And right now is the time to find out which Built Bar flavor is the best because it is Built Bar Madness. A full on bracket with each and every Built Bar flavor to find out which one is the best. So be sure to check it out by going to BuiltBar.com or you can check out Built Bar on Twitter at Built underscore Bar. And don't forget about our exclusive promo code, which is LOCKED15, one word LOCKED with a capital L and then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, that's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And be sure to check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, so I just finished up sharing some quick thoughts on the Blackhawks. Big tilt on Saturday against the Nashville Predators. Moving on now, per usual, wanted to be sure to give a recap of tonight's contest and share how the Hawks managed to come up short by a score of 4-3. to So, as I talked about a bit earlier, out of the gate, the Blackhawks were not very good. Not as bad as they were on Tuesday, but that's that's not really not really saying much. Still have no idea how how they didn't fall behind, you know, what one or two into nothing at least early on in that one. But on Thursday, the start it, it was still pretty bad. I mean, the Hawks they finished with just three shots on goal, and this time they did wind up allowing the first tally of the game as Vinny Trocheck in just his second game back in the Canes lineup from an injury absolutely roofed a shot off the post and in past Kevin Lankinen, who did get the start once again for the Blackhawks as expected. No surprises there. And on that one, I mean. Not much that Lanky could do, just kind of a, a tip of the cap and a hell of a shot from Trocek. But also, Andrei Svechnikov completely got away with interference on Adam Boquist. That gave Trocek all the open ice where he can go and pull that puck back and just snipe it. Definitely go back and look at that replay if you haven't seen it yet. A pretty bad missed call there on Svech, but it is what it is. Hawks found themselves down one to nothing, and honestly pretty fortunate for it to be just that as they were outshot 12 to 3 in the opening 20 minutes and really dominated in just about every aspect of the game. Carolina had all the chances, everything was going right for them, but again, Lankinen really stepped up and kept his team in the game early on for the second straight game. In the second period though, unlike Tuesday where we saw the Hawks, they scored less than 30 seconds out of the intermission, Dylan Strom on a two-on-one. On Thursday, they were still just as bad as they were in the first period, and that really bit them in the butt because two and a half minutes in, the Hurricanes extended their lead to two to nothing with a goal from Warren Fogle, and this one was another tough bounce for the Hawks. Again, another just 
crazy bouncing puck that wound up in the back of their net seems to kind of be an unfortunate common thing that's happening to them all of a sudden lately. This time, Fogel shot from a bad angle. It bounced off Duncan Keith and into the back of the net, and all of a sudden, things were heading in the wrong direction for the Hawks, and there certainly was a a bit of of doubt and worry kicking in. It is they just they didn't look ready once again from the opening faceoff in that second period, and it, it had the potential early on to get kind of ugly if they didn't pick it up. But after that goal, they really got a pep in their step and finally, finally created some pressure offensively. They had a couple of real good looks, get stopped by Reimer, but finally, Wyatt Kalanuck, he sprung Dominic Kubalik with speed through the neutral zone, and Kubi was able to fire a backhand on target. He got a little help from uh, the stick of Jacob Slavin, kind of put it in his own net there. But anyway, anyway, uh, they go, we'll take him. And that cut the Hawks' deficit to 2-1, to one, a huge goal late in that second period. Kubalik's 12th of the season. And for Wyatt Kalanuck, that's his first NHL point that he recorded with the primary assist, a Beautiful stretch feed there to find Kubalik and send him on that semi-breakaway. And heading into the second intermission, the Blackhawks had a little bit of life, and that started uh, to light a fire in them. And early on in the third period, they kept their foot on the gas and managed to tie things up around the five-minute mark with a goal from Brandon Hagel. Uh, A hard-fought goal in front of the net, just kind of that... Typical greasy goal you would expect Brandon Hagel to score. And it all started from uh, some great work from Kirby Doc down low. Doc won a battle along the boards and made a nice move to pull it to the backhand, get the puck towards the slot, and eventually he put it through some traffic in front of the net. Hagel found it and uh, put it in the put the puck in the back of the net for his fifth goal of the season. That was Doc's second point in four games since coming back from his injury. It's been kind of a an up and down ride so far for Doc in his four games in 2021, but kind of what you would expect from a kid without any game action in a handful of months. There's been some plays where you can clearly tell that he's rusty and not on his A game, but also some moments where he's shown those flashes and just makes you know this kid's going to be really special, and one of them was on that play to set up Hagel's game-tying goal. However. A problem I've mentioned a dozen of times, it feels like, on the show already this season is that when the Blackhawks score a goal, it's almost like they get so caught up in the moment of scoring and so excited that it just happened that for the first minute or so after the fact, they're completely on their heels and in scramble mode, and way too often, they allow their opponent to get one right back, and that's exactly what happened once again here tonight, as less than a minute after Hagel's game-tying goal, after all that hard work to get the game even, Fogel finds the back of the net for a second of the game, it was his birthday, so of course he goes and, and scores two on his birthday, it's just the Blackhawks' bad luck. Um, Fogel finds the back of the net, Kalanick and Yanmark, they weren't able to get the puck out of their own zone, and just like that, boom, the Hurricanes are right back in the lead by a score of 3-2. to two. It's one of the most frustrating parts about this team that makes you want to rip your hair out, that they let this happen so often. It's not just one or two times a season, it's probably like six or seven. They just gotta be more prepared and 
can't get caught up in what just happened. You got to be playing for the next goal at all times. I don't know if it's the player's mentality, if it's the coaching staff being lenient after scoring a goal, if it's both. No idea what it is, but this just can't continue to be a problem for this team if they want to be more consistent in these final 18 games of the season. Luckily, just a few minutes later, they were able to tie up the score once again as Connor Murphy fired a shot from the point. It got redirected in front by Dylan Strom. His second goal in as many games gives him seven now on the season. A little bit of a heater here for Strom ever since becoming a dad. Two goals in as many games, and he also had... Another real solid game at the faceoff dot. He went 7 for 8 on Tuesday and went 10 for 18 tonight. I don't know if the Blackhawks are going to get him back primarily in a center role. He's still starting games on the wing and kind of going back and forth. But either way, another strong showing from Strom and a very big goal to get this game tied up once again in the third period for the Blackhawks. But... As all you know by now, you know how the story goes. With the game dwindling down in the final seconds, the Hawks ultimately were not able to hang on and force overtime as Jesper Foss jumps on a Trocek rebound and it was another weird and wacky bounce. It deflected, I believe, off Calvin DeHaan's stick and found its way on net. Lankinen just kind of kicks out his pad to make a last-second reactionary save and then on the rebound, Keith, Duncan Keith and DeHaan, they both kind of got caught standing around. Not a particularly good game for either of those two, by the way. Keith was on the ice for three of the Hurricanes' four goals. DeHaan was on the ice for two, both there for the game winner. Uh, I know it was a tough and unexpected bounce in front of Lankinen, but in that point of the game, 30 seconds left, just trying to get to overtime. I don't know, take a penalty, do something. It just seemed like both those guys got caught on their heels there a little bit, and Foss jumps on the loose puck and puts it home to make it 4-3 to Hurricanes, and that's all she wrote. A real tough loss for the Blackhawks. That's how they end their six-game homestand. They finish 3-3, three and three, taking six out of a possible 12 points. Probably not as many as they would have liked to. And that has them sitting in fifth place still in the division with a 17-16-5 record and 39 points through 38 games. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's my recap of the Blackhawks' 4-3 loss to the Carolina Hurricanes tonight. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to talk about some final takeaways from the contest and some thoughts going forward. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, 
Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis to keep you ahead of the competition. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I just finished up sharing my recap of the Blackhawks' 4-3 loss to the Hurricanes tonight. Now, before I finish up the show, I wanted to be sure to mention some final takeaways I have on the game and some things to consider going forward. So, first, Wyatt Kalanuk was in the lineup for the second straight game as the Blackhawks. They went and rolled with the same exact lineup as they did on Tuesday, and while I do admit I was a little bit surprised. I talked on Wednesday's episode how I thought Kalanuk, he he was just alright in that first game against Carolina and didn't think he was going to be in there once again. Well, he he proved me wrong. I mean, he went and picked up his first NHL point with that primary assist, and that was a big moment in the game to get momentum back on the Blackhawks' side and to cut into that deficit and make it 2-1. to one. So, impressive little play there from Kalanuk, picking up his first NHL point. On the flip side, he also did have that tough play where he kind of coughed up the puck in his own zone and then didn't really get back on defense and cover Fogle backdoor, allowed his, his second goal of the game and gave the Hurricanes the lead right back 3-2. to two. So, now... What I'm thinking about is, can Colleton bench Kalanuk in the next game after picking up his first NHL point? I mean, he he totally can, but the question I guess I'm more thinking about is, will he? Like, Kalanuk, he was pretty good for the most part. Definitely better than he was on Tuesday. And after Tuesday's game, Colleton said that he, he thought Kalanuk was pretty good, and since he was pretty good... He's deserving of another chance. Well, Kalanuk was pretty good here once again, in my opinion, certainly better than he was on Tuesday. So because of that, is he going to be back in there on Saturday against the Predators? And also, both Ian Mitchell and Nicholas Bodan, they're knocking on the door, and they should be getting playing time, don't get me wrong. But the problem is, where do you put them? I don't think, you know... I don't think Adam Boquist has been bad by any stretch of the imagination. And besides him, I just don't see either of the four veterans coming out of the lineup when they're fully healthy. So we'll we'll have to wait and see whether Kalanuk, Mitchell, or Bodan will be there on Saturday versus Nashville. My guess is Kalanuk, but also wouldn't be surprised to see either of the other two as well. As for the forward group, what I'm wondering is... If Philip Kurashev draws out of the lineup for a game or two, he played a team low 8 minutes and 13 seconds tonight. That was the least on the Blackhawks by over 3 minutes. Second 
least was Ryan Carpenter at 11 minutes and 20 seconds. And in addition to that, Kershev now doesn't have any points. He doesn't have points in any of his last six games, and he has just three points in his last 20. So I could see him being scratched on Saturday against the Predators in favor of maybe Mackenzie Whistle or Reese Johnson, especially against the Predators in a game that could be a little physical and chippy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Thursday, April 1st's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And... After the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is getting down to the home stretch, and the best way to keep track of all the news is by subscribing to Lockdown NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.